0: Five, four, three, two, one. Hello Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble and Little Podcast. I am Joe Doves.
1: And I'm the other one, Andy.
0: The other one, Andy. And today our movie that we watch this week is a ghost story. Um Today is Royal Rumble Sunday. And we are doing the show a little bit early. I might give you guys my prediction on who's gonna win tonight. Uh, actually, two winners since there's a women's Royal Rumble and there's a men's Royal Rumble. The double rumble. Yeah, double rumble. The sandwich of the rumbles. Uh, other than that, Andy, what the hell have you been playing or watching or you know maybe doing nothing? I I, don't, I saw I saw two movies in the
1: theater since our last episode, and I've been watching a bunch of anime and. Uh, I stuff you, like that. you
0: sent that message to me that one night
1: yeah i uh one of the animes i'm watching on Crunchyroll is pop team epic and it's like it's absurdist humor it's like skit based and each episode is half an hour long but at 15 minutes it starts repeating the exact same episode but the 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 voices instead of being women are men and there's, like, tiny differences to the jokes. Like, uh, some of them have different punchlines and stuff like that. It's really weird. But uh, I think it's fucking hilarious. But it's not for everyone. Um, I watched a bunch of Fist of the North Star just because, you know, when you get drunk, that you got to watch something like Fist of the North Star. <laughs> I watched uh, Paprika, which is a movie from Satuichi Kon, one of my favorite anime directors maybe one of my favorite directors it's not his best one but it's like the only one that you can freaking buy all of his other movies are out of print and uh, i want to get perfect blue but it's like for a used european dvd not a blu-ray not domestic none of that for a used european dvd it starts at like 55 dollars, and i don't have that much money for one movie
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then i went to the theaters and i saw phantom thread which was fantastic i've been thinking about it a lot i don't really know what to think about it yet I saw hostels, which is good. It's you know, it didn't knock my knock my socks off, but it's pretty good. Excuse me. And then NXT, of course, which we we both saw. And I started near automata. I don't know. I've have heard it pronounced automata and automata. I've been saying.
0: Automata. Yeah, we I mean, need a uh, Japanese guy to go. What is it? What is it really? And then he'd probably say it like totally different than all Americans.
1: I don't think it's a Japanese word, is it?
0: maybe no automata i think is something to do with droids or something
1: yeah it's like uh it's from automaton i think which is european maybe interesting um oh it's the plural of automaton automata is the plural according to google a moving mechanical device made in imitation of a human being synonyms robot android cyborg droid bot
0: there's a uh, one movie I think it's called Automata. Uh, with uh, God, it yeah it came out in 2014.
1: It also came up in my Google search.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, I, it's a Spanish guy. I forget his name. But anyway, it says Antonio Banderas produced it. It says uh, he's stars in it. Oh, too. he's in it. Yeah, yeah. he's in it.
1: Oh, I see that now.
0: Antonio Banderas. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot his name.
1: <laughs> oh, but the game is really interesting so far. I'm not that far. I embarrassingly. Um, In the prologue if you die you start over completely like you gotta you gotta redo everything and i died like a chump like i died in kind of a dumb way i should have been paying more attention and then i had to redo it so basically all i've done is the prologue so far
0: Mm -hmm. i heard it's a pretty challenging game but i heard Mm -hmm. there's like a small minority well not a small but like to the gaming the whole community like it's a gem like it's a good game
1: yeah, it keeps getting like, uh, like George from Super Bunny Hop said it was his game of the year, and then Jim Sterling gave it, um, one of the best five games of the year, and it's on a bunch of people's, like, best of lists and stuff like that. And I bought it, like, months ago, meaning to play it, and I finally started it. And yeah, it's, a... Uh, it's something else so far, which I really like. You know, I've, I've played... I, at first I thought, oh, it's just a third-person action game, a, a, a hacky-slashy game, whatever. But when you start the game, you're, like, in a ship, and you're in a top-down shooter. And I was like, is, is this the right game? What am I playing? <laughs> it's it's really cool, though. It's really cool.
0: Yeah. So what do you think of NXT TakeOver?
1: Um, I really liked it. Uh, let's see. There was only one match I didn't really like, and I can't remember who was in it. But everything else I liked pretty well.
0: Well... First match I believe were Arthur Zapane versus uh Yeah, that
1: one's great. The the first match was great.
0: hmm And then you had Ember Moon versus uh Basler, which I thought was really it was okay. It was Yeah, that one
1: was just okay. Like I, I kind of assumed from the get go that Ember Moon was gonna win. It seemed too much like a like a goofy cross promotion kind of thing. We don't really want to keep this this woman, but
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh Velveteen Dream versus uh Alistair Black. Alistair Black, that one was awesome, because I love both. No, no, no,
1: Alistair Black, that's who it was in the last TakeOver. It was Velveteen Dream and, um...
0: Shit, why am I drawing blanks today? I know Alistair Black was versus Adam Cole. That was, like, one of the two matches that I really, really liked. Um, Fuck it, it doesn't really matter. (laughs) But the, the matches that do matter is Alistair Black versus Adam Cole, baby. And, um, an Extreme Rules match. I thought... The two chairs together and uh, Aleister Black, like, putting Adam Cole's back on there. I was like, ow, motherfucker. I
1: was out of the room for that, which was disappointing. But we we were watching NXT and also
0: trying to, like, cook a meal. Uh-huh. So I was, I was like, in and out. I was guessing you were at Zach's place or something? Well, Zach
1: was there, but we were at a friend's place.
0: Oh, okay. But uh, the main event with Johnny Gargano and... Uh, Fucking Tien at almas and all that stuff and Selena Vega is the the, the manager and stuff. Mm. That match was really long but awesome. Like
1: Yeah, and, the final match was, was fantastic. I loved it.
0: Yeah, and uh Johnny Gargano's girlfriend who's also a wrestler, uh beat the shit out of Selena Vega, which was <laughs> awesome. But the the yeah. ending like threw me for a loop. Like I didn't really agree with the ending, but I was like, Me "Neither." We it, pretty much the whole room when we were watching it, we were disappointed in the result. It WWE always does this, and I I guess it's good for like storytelling in a way. Sure, but Philly was going crazy, absolutely fucking crazy. Like they did not want CM Elmas to win, and oh. I felt like WWE was like, "We got to give it to CM Elmas <laughs> because fuck the fans." <laughs>
1: Sort of. They, I, I hated that the announcers so early in the match compared him to um, the way that Daniel Bryan started coming up. And I'm worried that they're going to try to recreate the Daniel Bryan story with him. Like, oh, he, he, did, he lost, he lost, now he's getting cheated, he's getting cheated. Oh, he won, we all love him. Mm-hmm. I, re- I really don't want them to do that. I want it to be its own story. But, I don't know, they're stupid and hack writers and I hate them. But usually NXT is the exception, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, uh, WWE has a thing where it's like we have to have cookie cutter feuds and stuff. So, yeah. so when you see other feuds happening, you'd be like, "Oh, that was like Daniel Bryan," or "Oh, that was like Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon." And I'm just like, yeah, they've got like five, six, maybe seven
1: stories, and they just do variations on all of them forever, and it's, it's a bummer.
0: And if you, I and I and I get it, like fan fictions are like out of there, you know, like out there and yeah. sometimes it can't happen but like some of the fan fictions that you know they come up with and stuff is way better than what the w- WWE writers do and what I, what I've uh, heard is that the WWE writers are pretty much writers from like TV shows like Breaking Bad and all that stuff and I get that you're trying to make it more entertainment but I'm guessing they don't know how to write wrestling <laughs> maybe
1: not yeah, I, I don't know. I I understand there there's got to be a limited amount of ways that you can write. This guy wants to beat this guy up, and then he tries to, and then he either does or doesn't. But I don't know. It's it's so samey, and the the, the whole product is kind of stagnant and boring to me. I don't know. It's just my opinion. Some people love it still, so whatever.
0: There's only I I agree with you, but uh NXT is kind of like. The exception because all the wrestlers have good gimmicks, all of yeah, them, all Anna. of them. And when you go to the main roster, yes, yeah, some of them bring their persona there, but they're not really the persona that they were in NXT.
1: Yeah, they're always like a toned down version or something.
0: Mm-hmm. And then either they become the comedy act, or you just don't see them on TV at all. Yeah. And like the the. The gimmicks that Vince McMahon and the other people come up with in the main roster is just, it doesn't connect with anybody. It's like, you have the fashion police, which is awesome, (laughs) in my opinion. Uh, It's just like gay police uh, strippers (laughs) as a tag team. I I know that's Vince just, you know, being funny and everything. Then you have the the Blood Ring Brothers or something like that, where they're kind of like, Medieval and they have these hammers and stuff. It, it's pretty cool, but I feel like Vince like saw World of Warcraft and he's like, I want to make a tag team out of that or some something like that. It's just eh,
1: whatever. I, I don't I don't keep up with the main product anymore. I don't want to talk about wrestling too much. NXT is awesome, love it. Yeah. But the main product, eh, whatever. I don't want to waste my time talking about that. I'd rather talk about movies.
0: Yes, and... or other
1: games. Did you play or watch anything this week?
0: Um, my friend is playing. Uh, link to the past, the randomizer thing, Rando. I don't know if you heard. Oh of. yeah, I
1: watched some of that streamed once.
0: Yeah, so he's streaming, and I was like, I'm not gonna play Link to the Past because that's that's a really long game for me to play right now. Well, it's not that long. Uh, it's. it's a I remember it being long.
1: Well, you were a kid. Hang on mm. a second.
0: But uh. I decided to get a Super NES emulator because a PlayStation yep. 1 emulator, the ROMs take forever to download. <laughs>
1: mm.
0: uh, the ROMs on SNES though, take a second. So I downloaded three games to just try out and stuff. Terminator 2, uh, Judgment Day, RoboCop versus Terminator, and Spider-Man.
1: The absolute longest that Legend of Zelda can take to, to beat, on average, this is from How howlongtobeat.com, Uh, Main story, 15 and a half. Main plus extra, 17 and a half. That's not that long. That is a short-ass game.
0: Yeah. Oh, maybe I remember just... No, what the fuck? Somebody calling you. I don't know how to make this stop. You hit the red button. Oh, there we go. (laughs) And you were asking before we aired, am I using a USB controller? And... uh, I'm using my PS4 controller. It's you can configure the buttons and stuff. And it it seems okay, but I i, I kinda want to get a USB controller that kind of looks like an S controller.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're they're usually I mean you can get a cheapo one, but you should get one from um damn it, what's the name of that company? Retro Bit or something like that. They've been making a bunch of really good controllers and they work not just on the PC, but you could use it for your Switch or your PS4 or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. I kind of want to get. I want to play games that I didn't get to play on SNES, so I'm probably gonna go research some games, the list and everything, and see what I would might be interested in. Maybe stream them, or maybe make a YouTube video out of it. But yeah, I mean, no, I, I should I should not be stacking more games on my backlog, but yeah, <laughs> whatever. Retro games are easier and not not easier but quicker than some of these like 8 or 10 hour games open worlds that i need to play
1: yeah i uh and they're kind of how do how i put this they're kind of more rewarding in a way they're it's a more condensed thing mhm i don't know like you you could beat link to the past in 18 hours and feel really good about that game cuz that game's a lot of fun it's a classic
0: mhm and uh what is your number one game that you like in super NES? Oh Jesus. Um not number one, but maybe like name like honorable mentions.
1: Oh Chrono Trigger. hmm Uh Final Fantasy II. Link to the Past, yeah. Um Super Metroid. Yeah, yeah, Super Metroid. I think Chrono Trigger is probably my favorite, it seems like, the more I think about it. Um yeah. Oh Mega Man X. Mega Man X is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh Blue Trying to look at the games on my shelf, but they're turned weird and I can't see all the titles. Uh, Castlevania 4. It's another classic.
0: Castlevania 4. Alright, well, I'm, uh, I'm probably going to like download more ROMs today. Uh. Anyway, let's get into our movie of the week. And my voice just cracked. That's cool.
1: Let's get into the
0: movie! <laughs> so... Andy, um, it was your pick this week. It was. And it's a ghost story. So, Andy, take it away. What was this movie about? Or just go in any direction you want to go.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, this, I guess in a nutshell, this movie has a really simple plot. It's uh, two people are living together, and they love each other, and the guy dies in a car accident. And it's about him being a ghost and kind of, like, lingering i don't know how much i want to say i kind of want to discuss the movie and reveal the plot organically because at first it really just seems like oh he's gonna just haunt this house and she's gonna be sad and then the movie's gonna end and it is not about that at all it goes way beyond that
0: Mm -hmm. um i want to get off the uh, right at the start the beginning i almost turned off this movie
1: yeah the beginning is boring like i understand you have to set up that they love each other and that part's boring and then like he dies and they're in the hospital and then she eats most of a pie and it takes like five minutes and like seven it's, it's emotional and i get it but come on get to the point but everything after that like as as soon as she she gets done eating that pie the movie picks up big time like it's like i don't know i got weepy this movie's really good i was thinking about i think this is the saddest movie that i can see myself re-watching that makes any sense i've seen movies that are really sad i'm like i'm never watching that again that movie was an ordeal but it was a great movie this movie i enjoyed to the point where i could see myself a year or two down the road watching it again
0: i felt like this movie reinvented how we think of ghosts a little bit in my opinion because in most movies like haunting and stuff like you think about like apparitions of people looking like themselves uh you know talking there was no talking from this ghost at all
1: i really like it's so disarming that he's just a guy in a sheet like Mm. he looks like a child's crayon drawing of what a ghost should be Mm. but if he was like a crazy cg transparent scary ghost or just like a opaque or not opaque transparent version of himself or something like that i don't think the movie would have had the same feel and speaking of feel it's shot in four by three with like rounded corners and i thought that would be really distracting but i completely forgot that it was shot that way except for like one or two parts of the
0: movie yeah
1: it it looks more like um it's more like a photo or something it's kind of i hate to quote something i heard someone else say about this movie but it's kind of more a more intimate um framing which makes a lot of sense for the story in
0: in this movie and it's really cool how you're following these two people and then you're following the ghost pretty much for the rest of the movie yeah um but then it's like it's not about the people it's about the history of the the house
1: yeah, it ends up being about this place, and he is there to witness what's going on. I mean, it's still kind of about him, obviously. It's about the ghost. It's, it's hard to say, like, whether or not the ghost is the person, because you start getting the impression that th- the ghost is him, but, like, ghosts kind of forget things, or they're more, they're driven by unfinished business. You know, like, he has he has an obvious goal in this movie, and then you know obviously we always say spoilers so spoilers but like when he at the end of the movie when he completes that business he disappears i, I assume goes into the afterlife heaven or oblivion or whatever
0: yeah and the, the, when he first or when he first when he dies and he's in the hospital and he sees that like kind of like fourth dimension door of light
1: yeah, like a door opens like it's the way to reincarnation or, or the afterlife or whatever it is. And he doesn't go.
0: Mm-hmm. I thought that was like a really good showing of being like, I'm not ready for heaven yet or whatever. Yeah, afterlife. yeah he had unfinished. He, he, he was
1: clinging to this plane of existence. And then also, I guess ghosts can like get distracted or not really. Because there's the ghost next door, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite elements of the movie
0: yeah and it's like showing hey there's other ghosts out here and they kind of did speak in whatever (laughs) yeah like i don't i
1: i really liked it but if someone asked me why i like that i wouldn't be able to tell them why he's just he's in his house and it's empty and he looks out the window and there's a ghost in the window in the house next door and for some reason they can communicate, but it's, it's just subtitles. All they do is look at each other and it's just a shot of a ghost standing in a window and they like wave and it says, hello and hi. And then the ghost in the other house says they're waiting for someone. And he says, who, and they say they can't remember.
0: Mm-hmm. And that,
1: that's kind of, that's kind of it. And then you see that ghost again later, but it's, it's, I guess it's to indicate
0: like they have a general feeling of what they need to get done. Well, I kind of like the sense of like time to kind of gets lost a little bit when you're in the ghost world, I guess. Because oh yeah, they jump, they jump around a lot, like forward many years and stuff. Because mm-hmm. there's one point where right after his uh his girlfriend goes on with that guy to live their life, and um he's like staring at something, and all of a sudden you just see the people come in the door, and then he's staring at another thing, and then it's like Christmas time, and I'm just like, yeah that's that's another interesting thing maybe they're just speeding up time for us again so finally we don't get like 10 minute like kissing scenes in seven minutes yeah pipe. i
1: wondered that too like is that his perception of time or are they doing that for the sake of the viewer like are they saying okay time passed it's christmas okay some more time passed it's not winter anymore or is it like that's just the way that ghosts exist or something
0: i would like to think it that way because just how the director did in the beginning, I wouldn't think he would speed it up finally. Or maybe, mm. or maybe like, the producer's like, hey, dude, you had, like, a seven-minute pie-eating scene. Let's <laughs> speed this up a little bit.
1: It kind of makes it a little more, like, not spooky, but, like, mystical, if that's the way it is. Like, the ghosts have this tenuous grasp on reality, so they, they kind of jump forward a little bit. Also, that poor family, he was such an asshole to them.
0: I... I uh, that kind of pissed me off a little bit because I I would rather have him do it to those party people than the yeah. family
1: yeah we don't really see what happens to them but I guess the point is he's haunting this house and it, it, I, I kind of get it like you hear about a house being haunted and that's the kind of stuff that happens and when you see it from his point of view it's like you know he's heartbroken or whatever and he's like this is my house I don't want these people in here
0: well, I, I would like to think, like, when he... And by the way, when he gets out of the hospital, I do love the scenes where it's showing him traveling to the house.
1: Yeah, he just walks there. Yeah. I, lo- I like that a lot. Yeah,
0: and I was like, that that's awesome. But anyway, I felt like when he went to the house, and he, maybe he didn't realize he was a ghost yet. I don't know. But he's looking at his girlfriend or wife, whatever, and... I think he's waiting for her to, like, notice him in a way. I mean, he's not trying to, like, be like, hey, I'm here. I'm here and waving his hands and everything. But yeah, it it feels like he was like, I'm here. What are you doing?
1: There's a lot in this movie that you as the viewer have to do yourself. Which normally that would kind of be a criticism. But I think is one of this movie's best strengths. Mm -hmm. is that when you're watching it you have to infer a lot of stuff like if you if you have if you're bad at empathy if you can't feel for for characters in a fiction then this isn't going to be the movie for you but if, if you if you understand what empathy is and you have it then you'll love this
0: movie yeah and i thought the the uh the party scene where the guy was like ranting about stuff yeah i thought that was pretty interesting uh, just the things, just the way he looks and then, like, the stuff that he was saying because I, I was... Just, yeah,
1: like, I wanted to hate him, but it was interesting.
0: Yeah. Because in a way, he's kind of right. He's like, you know, right. when shit goes to hell and, you know, global warming happens, which was his example, Um, he's like, we're all going to be singing or humming Beethoven to kind of remember our past. Yeah. And I guess that's what clicks in uh, the, the ghost's head and, and he's like, yeah, it's about history. The only thing I had a confusing thing about in the movie is when he was having flashbacks of, like, fights with his girlfriends. Or a girlfriend. Yeah. And she's like, you know, why am I making all the decisions? And, you know, I don't know. Well, she
1: wanted to move, and he wanted to stay in that house.
0: hmm So w- was that that? I guess.
1: <laughs> I think it, I I just kind of took it to be more of, like they were together it wasn't perfect but what is kind of thing
0: mm-hmm. and what was really cool is also <laughs> is when they tore down the house and he kind of lives when the bu- it's getting built into a skyscraper and you kind of see the future which i thought that shot was awesome yeah of the future and you seeing like all it- those corporations and stuff there's more than one part of this
1: movie that it feels like a lesser movie would have ended. Like, when she leaves and he's standing there watching her go for the last time, part of me thought for a second that that was going to be the end of the movie. But then, you know, then it keeps going, and I realized, oh, like, only 45 minutes have passed. Of course the movie's not over. And then when they tear down the house and the other ghost is like, I don't think they're coming, and then disappears, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, no, well, this is going to be the end of the movie. But then it keeps going again.
0: Mm-hmm and then uh there was kind of, it was there was kind of a twist a little bit um because I still
1: don't understand the time thing. Yeah. Is that what you're
0: going to talk about? Yeah, because in the beginning of the movie uh before he gets in the car accident, they're sleeping and then all of a sudden they hear a bang and he goes, well, something hit the uh, piano. Yeah. And <clears throat> to kind of rewind a little bit back to is like when he's at the skyscraper and then he goes back in time before the house is built and everything. That's the history. Like he was at the end, which was pretty much, we've
1: we've been jumping around a lot, but just in case you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, which you should, it's really good. It's on Amazon prime. If you have Amazon prime, it's not going to cost you anything to watch. And it's pretty short, I think, but, uh, he dies. He starts haunting the house. He watches as his, his, girl i think it's girlfriend kind of like moves on um then another family lives there and he kind of like poltergeists them a little bit and they move out and then some other people move in and then they move out and time passes they tear the house down then they build a skyscraper where it and the house next door and several other places were and then he kind of like haunts the skyscraper briefly and just kind of screws around and then you see that it's like in the future like you see the skyline and it's all neon and, and crazy and stuff and then He jumps from the top of the skyscraper. Oh, excuse me. He jumps from the top of the skyscraper. And then for some reason, he's in like, um, pioneer times. I know that's a really vague term, but like some, some guy, he's just standing in a field, presumably the field where the house is. And a guy like puts stakes down and he's dressed like at first I thought he was an Amish guy. But then I later realized, oh, he's a settler. Mm -hmm. And he and his family like camp there for the night. And then they're killed by indians and i i just this second realized at first i was really confused because he sees the little girl write something on a piece of paper and then she puts it under a rock Mm -hmm. and i think that was the trigger that reminded him what his unfinished business was he's like oh that's right i want to see um right before his girlfriend leaves the house she has to repaint parts of the house for the landlord And she writes something on a strip of paper, shoves it in the wall, and then kind of paints over it. Mm -hmm. he wants to see what's on that piece of paper. That's his unfinished business. So I think him seeing the little girl do that reminded him of it. Because at first I was confused. You know, what was the significance of that? It's not like he ever sees what's on that piece of paper. And I think that reminded him what he wanted to do.
0: Mm -hmm. And then
1: he starts jumping forward in time. Again, like time speeds past. The family is slaughtered by Indians. He kind of like watches them decay. Uh, then the house is built, and then, in a really weird twist, he watches as he and his girlfriend move into the house, spend a bunch of time there together, and then he watches himself as a ghost in the house after he has died.
0: It's really weird. Well, what, what's funny is uh, in the beginning of the movie, it doesn't like Casey Affleck acts the, the the girlfriend like so why do you keep on moving or something like that? Mm. And she's like, I don't know, like, weird noises and, you know, ghosts and stuff? I don't know. And I guess because of the loop of time, maybe he he did follow her?
1: I I think it's revealed like, you know, they get up in the middle of the night at the beginning of the movie because it sounds like something fell on the piano. It was him. Like, it was his ghost. Like, he, he says when they're asleep, it's like, oh, okay, we'll move. And then he's he feels defeated because he realizes that they're going to leave the house, which is where he is, and he kind of flumps down next to the piano. And it turns out that he was haunting himself, sort of, I guess.
0: Uh huh. And and, and and that's kind of cool because if we go back to our view or our talking before, the ghosts forget things, and yeah, you know, in our minds we like, oh, you know, we could if we are aware of this time loop kind of thing let's change the timeline so like i don't get in a car accident or uh you know she doesn't leave the house in some way that's pretty cool
1: yeah i think i don't think
0: i don't the rules were a little confusing like the
1: rules the like the the, the physics of the universe that this movie takes place in. But I don't think he's able to change the flow of time, but I don't know if he realizes that. I think, like, everything's preset and, like, the loop already existed. Like, him falling onto the piano is what sets certain things in motion anyway, so he has to do it eventually. Mm-hmm. But, you know, depending on his... Which which him we're talking about, it happens at different times. And, um and then yeah just just to to close it off again if you haven't seen the movie totally do it but at the end he does finally get into the wall and he looks at the strip of paper and it's so cool that they don't show you what's on it he just looks at it and then immediately like is gone as if oh his his, his business is finished and he gets to move on
0: mm-hmm. really- we, uh, guessing what do you think it might my- She might have said, like...
1: I don't know. I was thinking about that the whole movie. And, like, the obvious thing would be, like, something like, I don't know, I love you, or I'll always remember you. Um, (laughs) I'll remember this house or the time we spent in it together or something like that. And it might even be something mundane. It could have been anything in the world. He just, I guess his unfinished business was... Well, it seems like his unfinished business was to see what was on it, but I feel like it has to be something to do with their relationship because that's why he stayed to haunt in the first place is because he couldn't give her up.
0: Mm-hmm. Imagine, so, imagine like, you, you'll go down with this house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, to me, I felt like their relationship wasn't that really great. Like It started getting good uh, right before he died, pretty much. and. Oh.
1: I think I think it was really good, and that's what the beginning was trying to show us. It's just it was boring, mm-hmm. and I think I think for you to understand how good their relationship was, the beginning of the movie would have had to been longer. And I I like it better the way it is. Like I I got the point. The movie told me these two people love each other and they're happy together, and they bicker, but it's mostly about moving out of this house, and that's a story element. And but it doesn't matter. They they love each other, and
0: that's the point. It, it ended up being so I, I get it. It ended up being a romance, by the way. Uh yeah, more
1: or less. Yeah.
0: It was a good romance. Uh yeah. Nothing I, of, I, I don't mean that in a derogatory term. At least I don't. Yeah. It it, it wasn't your typical like boy fell in love with a girl and like things got happy. It's more it's not about two people falling in love.
1: It's more about someone what's the way to put it? Like dealing with love. It's about attachment and i don't know, i saw somewhere somewhere had a really good synopsis for this or was it was it google i don't know it's, it's a passionate all- young couple unexpectedly, unexpectedly separated by a shocking loss discover an eternal connection and a love that is not nah, that's stupid that's a stupid one i don't know where i saw it some something was talking about how the movie is about um connection and uh man i can't remember it at all i just remember reading it and be like oh really good that's really succinct it makes a lot of sense
0: Mm -hmm. it's it's all also also about accepting what you know is pretty much like she had to accept that he was dead and that she needed to move out uh he he had to accept that he's dead and he has to find that uh note that she left and go to the afterlife and also let her live her own life
1: yeah there's so many really great movies about loss. And it's interesting that this is a really great movie about the other side of loss.
0: Mm-hmm. And I love how uh, th- this movie just portrayed this whole like ghost stuff, like the, yeah. sh- the sheet. I I thought that was really awesome, and I-, it, I I would have never thought of that. Like if someone was like, "Oh, just portray your ghost as a guy in a sheet,"
1: I'd be like, "No, that's stupid. I'm not going to do that."
0: Mm-hmm. But this this is great. Yeah, because even the acting was pretty good. Like you, you just see the guy standing with a sheet over his head, and they all just like stared. At speaking him. of
1: speaking of uh, just having a guy with a sheet over his head, the budget for this movie was just a hundred thousand dollars.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah, that makes sense though. It made one point nine million.
0: <laughs> and I bet you, like, uh, it was a hundred grand. I want to say. It, also it, the director looks really weird yeah some of his films i don't even know but they probably oh, he did that pete's dragon remake in 2016 yeah i most of the budget probably went towards casey affleck and the other actress yeah, uh,
1: I'm, yeah i'm i'm sure that was a big part of it and then they bought this house and tore it down i'm sure that was the rest of it pretty much
0: yeah and then they were like oh we got 1.9 million <laughs> it's a really awesome flick guys like if you get past the beginning, you'll be. Yeah, fine. just
1: get just just muscle through the beginning. Like, pay attention because it's it's giving you all the pieces to this puzzle you're gonna love solving. It's just being given the pieces is boring.
0: Hmm. So you recommend it? Absolutely. I recommend it also. Um. Yeah. So that was our movie of the week. Next week's movie is gonna be The Salvation with Matt Nicholson. Nicholson.
1: Mickelson.
0: yeah and uh it's a western it's our first it's on western. netflix yep and it's a western so our first western of big troubled little podcast can't wait for that i hope
1: it's great like i said i saw hostels when i saw that yesterday that's a western that's in theaters right now and it was really good but it wasn't great and I, I i i have an itch now i gotta see a great western i'm probably gonna end up just watching tombstone or something
0: <laughs> i love tombstone yeah who doesn't Let's get into some news that matter to us and um uh, I saw this early in the week uh John Cena might star in the, in the Duke Nukem movie.
1: Was that for real? I saw that too and I remember thinking, "Oh, that's no, that's not going to happen."
0: I I agree he has the look, but I don't see him having You have to have the original voice actor. You you should make this like a CGI Duke Nukem. Or maybe animated in some way. A CGI Duke Nukem movie would be perfect. Yeah, because you're going to have John Cena and it's just going to sound like John Cena just saying Duke Nukem stuff.
1: I don't feel like they're going to let John Cena do it. I I feel like, I assume he has some kind of like an image um, contract or something like that. And I don't think he's going to be able to say a lot of the things that Duke Nukem says.
0: Yeah, and it's all about saying a lot of nasty things and this has to be a rated r film i'm sorry yeah of course yeah there's- i i don't see
1: i don't think that's a good like i think people see that he has like a chin and stuff like that it would be a good one i don't know that's not gonna happen that's impossible
0: yeah i just can't see him saying well, i'm trying to see and i'm here to kick ass and shoot bubblegum and i'm all out of gum I don't know. But one scary thing that I see here is that Michael Bay's production company is doing the Duke Nukem movie. And I'm just like, I'm like, why? I mean,
1: honestly, I don't respect Michael. Oh, no, I take that back. I do respect Michael Bay. I don't like Michael Bay. Like, he's... He knows how to make the movies he makes. Mm-hmm. And Duke Nukem could be one of those movies, I guess. I don't know. He produced um the first, well, both, Ninja Turtles movies. I kind of liked the first one. It was fun.
0: It was pretty good. So... Maybe it's puzzles. Maybe, um, but uh, what do you call it? What was that one movie with uh Benghazi? Shit, something minutes. Anyway, he he does good films when it has nothing to do with nerdy shit. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Ninja Turtles was okay, uh, but still, it's it. it puts a spin on the Ninja Turtles in a way the Ninja Turtles didn't look like turtles at all. Um uh, but god by God Transformers he fucking ruined that franchise.
1: Yeah, I I haven't seen a Transformers movie since the second one. Yeah. And I don't really want to.
0: I don't know what I I, I, I just uh, I don't agree with John Cena as uh Duke Nukem at all. I don't th- I
1: don't think you have to agree at I, I just think it's impossible.
0: Yeah. Oh. Maybe he's gonna quit the WWE so he can do that. Maybe. I don't yeah, know.
1: right. That would be a stupid career move.
0: Yep, he's uh, more
1: savvy than that.
0: Moving on to other like wrestling kind of news. Vince McMahon uh, did a press conference like <laughs> yeah. three days ago. Uh, the XFL is coming back. Yeah, it is. I don't know how I think about this. I think it's really cool that it's coming back.
1: Yeah, I. So far, I think it's hilarious and awesome. Like. I don't think it's going to do that well, but God damn it, I- I'm excited.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, after he announced it, pretty much, he he says that he, he wants to listen to the fans, that it's coming out in 2020, so it's enough time to like gather information and put people in place that are going to do it. By the way, he's I not going to be running it. He's not going to be the front guy. He's going to hire somebody to be there, so he's just funding it he's gonna be doing he's still gonna be doing WWE uh, doing all booking stuff. So, so there was a lot of dream going on saying that he's gonna go do XFL step while, away yeah yes. but that's not happening so that was a bummer um this is a
1: good time for him to make this announcement though because famously so viewership of the NFL is down so it's it it's a reasonable move like if he was ever going to do it seems like now's the time Mm -hmm. it's a shame that they can't go live with it next football season but yeah
0: yeah because the nfl could change around and they could all of a sudden become like patriotic and stuff and stand you know with police officers kind of get the republican viewers back there pretty much because let's get straight into it The, the main reason why nfl is kind of going down, not because of the rules and stuff, but because of the players kneeling and having all that protesting that was going on in the field
1: That's a big factor yeah I, I, th- I think it's because uh, something like that is polarizing the fans like now you have to either be on their side or not. you can't just watch watch a sport like I don't, I don't watch professional sports to make a, make a patriotic statement. Like I don't want to be like, well I definitely watch NFL because I I agree or disagree with this. Th- I just wanna watch football, man. I don't give a fuck about that. Like I have an opinion about um violence and, and police and stuff like that, but I don't I don't need it involved with football. That's ridiculous.
0: And that's what Vince McMahon said when he got X, like, what is your, you know, political views, what's gonna be happening in this league? he's like there ain't going to be no politics on the field. We're going to be playing football. And I Yeah, yeah, that's what they should do. Yeah, and I like that statement. And he's and they they kept on pushing the fact, well, are you going to be forcing and making a rule that, you know, the players are going to be standing during the uh, national anthem? He's like uh pretty much he gave a long answer, but he's pretty much saying yes, they're going to be standing. Um Kind of like showing his view, but he kind of made it vague a little bit. So it could change down the road yeah. where, you know, he's making free speech and stuff. But he well, also we got like
1: two years before we know. So yeah,
0: he also made it clear that, uh you know, free speech or like kind of like the protesting on the field is not going to be happening. He said it could happen on Twitter, Facebook or in the locker room. Just can't it be sure ha- can't be happening on the field. And Just- I agree have with players that.
1: Players off the field for the national anthem problem solved.
0: Mhm. Yeah. And uh, there's going to be 8 teams apparently and
1: have they said what cities they're going to be based out of yet?
0: No, these this is the research that they're going to be doing.
1: That's that's exciting though. I want to I want to hear about that.
0: I my guess is that they're going to hit all the big cities first.
1: I guess there there's there's certain areas of the country that are starved for a professional team. And I'm not talking about I'll oh, give give uh you know Bumfuck Nowhere a team, give wherever in Montana a team, give West Virginia a team
0: or I'm not talking about
1: that. There are still urban areas in this country that are starved for professional teams.
0: I say the Cleveland So it
1: would be interesting to see some of them
0: get one. I say the Cleveland Browns just go to XFL. Maybe they can make the playoffs finally. Ah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm interested on in what the XFL is going to bring as the dog is barking. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's kind of a we'll see and hope for the best because competition is good in America.
1: Yes, yeah. absolutely. It, you know, the, the worst thing that could come of this is XFL comes out and it sucks and no one cares, but at least it makes NFL try harder.
0: Uh-huh. And uh, like I said, the competition brings out the best. I mean, that's what happened in WWE versus WCW on when the net wars.
1: We're talking about wrestling a lot on this episode.
0: Yep, it was a wrestling extravaganza. Um, final quick news I want to talk about. It's really stupid, and we always talk about this in every news possible. But uh, Bill and Ted Three uh, is struggling, uh, trying to get to filming and stuff. And that's because Hollywood does not want to do a sequel, they want to do a reboot. Boo. And it's it's fucking dumb cuz Hollywood does not have I mean, I get it. It's a, it, it's an old movie and maybe the new crowd won't know about it. But you can pretty much have Keanu Reeves and who, I forget who the other guy was, <laughs> you know, oh, come, come back and you know, reprise their role. And pretty much introduce a new Bill and Ted kind of. Maybe their kids or something.
1: Sure, that'd be fun.
0: And do something like that. Or just have them two older and doing something like that. I don't know. Yeah,
1: It's, it's got to have a connection. Basically, if you want to make a Bill and Ted movie, it needs to be connected to the other Bill and Teds. If you want to make a reboot or, or redo, just write something new. Just have it in that spirit, but don't be a slave to what happened to Bill and Ted. That's stupid.
0: Yeah, they kind of... A reboot's going to kill it. Nobody's going to go see it because people are going to be like, well, what is Bill and Ted? And this is really dumb. And they're probably going to have like Bill and Ted go back to, you know, to the past and stuff. And it's going to be having all these like rap music and hip hop and stuff. I don't know. I I just wanted to mention it because I just I was really, really bummed out about this. And this is exactly. how Hollywood is thinking. It's like let's not sure. let's not continue a great story. Let's just reboot everything. Stupid. Hey, yep. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I agree.
1: We we agree on a lot of things. On-
0: Usually yeah.
1: there's a, there's some debate, but this is the wrestling and agreeing.
0: Yep. We'll uh we'll come up with a better story or well, not story, things to talk about that we are opposite about. <laughs> yeah. To make it more interesting on that note guys I think we're going to end the episode here um, I'm working on some stuff but I don't have anything to announce yet um, Andy do you have anything you're working on or just
1: uh, I'm working on watching movies
0: <laughs> yep.
1: no, um, nothing, nothing particular
0: yep and uh, next week's episode will be the salvation on Netflix remember to watch it and uh, remember to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And if you have anything you want to say to us, just reply to us in the comments, you know? And maybe we'll talk about it on air.
1: Yeah. We and, probably will, honestly. We're stark for attention.
0: Yep. We're attention whores. But anyway, have a good day, everybody. I'm used to saying night.
1: Yeah. Go watch it rumble.
0: Yep. Royal Rumble! Oh, Oh,
1: you forgot to give your predictions.
0: Oh, yeah. Women's prediction, Ronda Rousey. Boo. Stupid. (laughs) And men's prediction, Shinsuke Nakamura. Yay! My favorite. Yep. Because it's going to be AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And that note, everybody. Have a good day. See ya. Thanks for listening.